Hello and welcome to another Octal FM soundbite. I'm Gelada. And I'm Sefran. And today we're talking about something that you brought to the soundbite table, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of news. It's a little bit outdated, but we were going to talk about it the other week and we didn't. And that is about the amount of sales of Elden Ring, mm. uh, which is interesting because it is so wildly different to the sales of all previous from software games to the mm, point where yeah. Elden Ring is like matching the sales pace of something like GTA 5 or yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 like yeah. like it's hard to and in fact there's an art a good ask technical article which I will link to in the soundbite notes which has some graphs showing you know obviously it's very early figures and we haven't yeah. as far as we could see from a quick look around we haven't got any more recent figures from from software yeah but this early indication and compared to like other games is like it's not really on the same scale as any of the other from software games no no yes it's it's, an order of magnitude larger you have to compare it to you know gta and red dead redemption like the the biggest selling games of the past sort of like 15 years sort of thing yeah yeah exactly like sky which when you compare it to the other from software games with like your dark souls bloodborne sekido etc they're nowhere near the same exactly exactly and I guess our question is like, why? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And we don't mean that like insultingly because no, 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 no. it is a fantastic game. Yep. It has its flaws, I'm sure. As a qualifying statement, neither of us have actually played this game in fairness. No. But I don't feel we need to to have this discussion really because it, it sh- it's going to have the same problems as a lot of the other sort of Dark Souls from software games have. Mm. Uh, and those games are equally excellent as well. They are excellent in their own right. But they certainly haven't pulled these numbers before. So mm. what makes Elden Ring, which is not dissimilar to those games, so different that it sold wildly more numbers? Right. Because if you're not sort of familiar with these games, then like they are <laughs> what I would and I'm and I'm avoiding my subjectivity here because Tony tells me off a lot for arguing that from software games are terribly badly designed mm. um, and would insist that it is it's not a bad design it's like the way it's designed right they are mm-hmm. they, they have certain aspects of them that are very punishing very obscure yes. the like just the way that they work is like very quirky right they mm. are not your typical western kind of friendly game that like looks after you with things like regular save points and you know deaths that don't go unpunished like a game you could compare it to that we've talked about before right and one that you love is the horizon uh right. like west for example right exactly and it's funny because i'm playing that at the same time as tony's are, playing yeah. um elden ring so and they could not be more different no but it, <laughs> there is some similarities there right because horizon right. and elden ring they're large open world games i mean mm-hmm. i know the previous games in the from software where titles are not open world, yep. which is maybe this main selling point, which we talked yep. about before the show. And there are also third person action games yep. with like sort of dodging. Yep. And there is some variety in the combat methods you can mm-hmm. use. For example, in Elden Ring, there's more range options than the, the traditionally mm. has been in the past. Um, and you're usually fighting like larger sort of enemies, like yep. a la Monster Hunter style, rather than like yep. lots of little ones. You're usually fighting kind of one big one, typically mm-hmm. speaking. But yet the way in which he approaches those things is so different right. to each other. Right. Horizon is absolutely... I wouldn't say like holding your hand, but it Mm. is like there is no friction to 
you know, what to do next, where to、mm. go next. You know everything you need to know. You know, there is some obscurity, but it's in the side stuff around the edges that you sort of pick up as you go along. It's not critical to the way that you play the game. I sort of draw, I draw a comparison. To Forza Horizon, right?、Mm. Forza Horizon is is one of those games where it's like everything is so meticulously designed to just let you play the game yeah, and to be seamless and enjoy simple, yourself,、yeah. right? Pick up the controller and you're playing exactly. And I see Horizon is exactly the same. You can wander in one direction and you will find twenty things to do, and they will all be fun. And they'll you know, and the game's going to guide you to、yeah. do them. As the you, barrier as to entry is、around. very low to enjoyment, exactly. Whereas with something like the barrier to entry is low. You're exactly right, and I feel like with From Software. Where traditionally the barrier to entry for enjoyment is a lot higher, in that you've、mm. got to like overcome aspects of it to enjoy it. And when you do, I think the reward level is probably greater. I think yes, that、yeah. the reward for like Horizon is probably one of those games where if you like to feel rewarded for you know tackling something challenging, it's not really that kind of game, right? No. Whereas something like Celeste or you know Hollow Knight or A from software game, like、mm. they have that like reward factor of being challenging, being、yeah. maybe a bit of mastering a skill, you know,、yeah. and things like that. So yeah, it's like what has made it to to that point. Like like this is not a game that you you could argue that like a game that is traditionally very accessible, like Horizon, like GTA, like Red Dead Redemption. Like it maybe makes sense why the sales numbers are so high. It's a well polished game. It's like it's very strongly advertised. It's、mm. you know it it's very high profile. It's very AAA. It might be like a flagship title for a console. You know they are very different to Elden Ring. And that's not to say that Elden Ring isn't fantastic in its own right. It is, but. The, its style of gameplay and its its design choice, etc., are very different to the big games we've been talking about. In that the、mm. target demographic is just not the same typically.、Mm. But yet, it, there has to be some crossover to get these numbers, right? Because there's、yeah. no way you get these types of sales figures without capturing quite a large amount of a casual audience. Yeah, surely you haven't just magically found a huge audience of people that really love from software games and just、exactly. don't know it yet. And、like. they're not so dissimilar <laughs> that you would naturally pick up more people, just、mm. because it's like a different game, right? Yeah, they're, they're very similar. So my thought then was, well, is it the marketing? I、mm. mean, the marketing's been very strong for the game. A lot of people have been really hip, like you know, praising it very highly. I personally think too highly, but again,、mm. that's subjective, especially because the fact that I've not played the game. But also, is it the connection to things like the George R R Martin、mm. element of things? A lot of people were talking this as the Game of Thrones game, right? I mean,、mm. it isn't, but I mean, people you can see why people might want to hype that up. And then, is it also potentially because it's a is it a bit of a promoter for PS Five uptake, right?、Mm. Because we've talked about this in the past. PS Five doesn't necessarily have that many amazing games on it, really,、mm. like exclusives、mm. that kind of go. You should have it for this. And is that one of those games that all PS Five owners are buying because like Yeah, it looks fantastic on PS Five. Yeah, it's like a reason to buy it. Like, yeah, or if you bought a PS Five, it's like the game to buy for it. In the same、yeah. way that like Halo would be for an Xbox game. Like, Xbox, you don't buy an yeah, Xbox and yeah, not yeah. buy Halo kind of thing. So,、uh, and I don't want to make it seem like I think that it doesn't deserve the sales because the people who made this game clearly love it and they've obviously put a lot of hard work into it. And a lot of people are really enjoying it. That's really awesome. It just perplexes me that it's、mm. so popular. I have one other thought as well, which I think. You know, the boring answer is probably that it's all of those things, right?、Mm. I think it's probably the marketing, the George R R Martin connection. It is obviously a good game. Like, it's not like it's a bad game. And a data point that I wanted to add was, 
you know, you Elden Ring is open world, right? Which is a, mm. a you know, and, and and that's a big part of its marketing, a bit part, big part of how it was reviewed and just sort of how it's presented, which is a, a bit of a departure from the sort of Metroidvania style of Soulsborne games. And if you look at the sales of Ocarina of Time versus Breath of the Wild, which mm. are the two best-selling Zelda games, right? Ocarina of Time. And these are numbers that I just plucked off the first result on Google. So take with a huge pinch of salt, but some other ones sort of showed the same kind of order of magnitude. Breath of the Wild was double the sales of Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is something like 13 million and Breath of the Wild is 27 million. And I wonder that then I'm like, well, why is Breath of the Wild selling so much more than Ocarina of Time? Mm. Is it that there are more Switch owners? Is it that it's open worlds? Like there is a thread there between yeah, those two. Yeah, similar comparison of the two. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is an open world game that previously was an open world. And is that going to bring people in, mm. in, in a way that, you know, Ocarina of Time or any other Zelda game might not bring people mm. in. Mm. I sort of wonder, and, and that sort of makes me wonder all kinds of things about like open world games. It makes me think about things like Minecraft as well, and like sandboxes mm. and the appeal of sandboxes um, to a wider demographic than, you know, and then I think about, you know, these other games that open world games that you compare Elden Ring to like GTA and stuff like that. And I sort of think about that, like the appeal of these games being yeah. open worlds. You can of... kind of do what you want rather than having to face this challenge mm. here and then. Like an example to that is like in Elder Ring, you can run away from a lot of the enemies you see mm. and you go and do your own thing. Whereas I'm taking the main example of the game I've played the most, which is Bloodborne. You have to fight some enemies to carry on. Right. You can't right. skip them. You, you need to best that challenge. Mm. So maybe the idea that you can kind of play for like 10, 10, 20 hours watching people play it as well kind of gets you hyped up to play it and they're obviously enjoying themselves makes you buy the game as well whereas if you see someone sort of like banging their head against the same boss for five hours that's less of an interesting thing to want to play that's a really interesting point like the difficulty curve while steep is more flexible in mm. Elden Ring right and that was intentional as well with the new sort of move sets they've added the new combat mm. styles they've added to the game etc so maybe it's that like perceived sense of accessibility with the mm. open world element of things as well lures people into want to go I, I fancy playing that just from seeing the footage of it being played and the sort of the, the marketing and the hype and the reviews mm. etc whereas I guess you, you're almost more likely to sort of see elements of the early game in the other games because less people are going to get as far into the game to sort of show off other elements of it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think what will be interesting is I'm sure there's going to be some more further analysis done of yeah. Elden Ring's success because, you know, it is very early days. Even at the time of recording, it's still relatively early. We've only had one data point of sales for, for now. Yeah. Um, we'll likely get more. It'll be interesting to see what that curve looks like of sales. You know, is it is it Red Dead Redemption 2 level of, yeah. of like open world runaway success? You know, that continued to see steady, mm. you know, uh, growth even after, you know, even even two years, three years after it yeah. came out. Um, GTA or is it gonna plateau doesn't really count. Like GTA was incredibly successful in comparison. But or, yeah, is this going to you know kind of plateau very quickly after the initial sales i feel like if it does plateau very quickly that does suggest to me marketing mm. like the the initial surge is just from it being so hyped loads of pre-orders loads of early sales mm. and then if you pre don't see points if you don't see a continued growth beyond you know after a year 
or six months even, would suggest to me that it was driven primarily by hype rather than by actual, you know, sort of long term success. Yeah, Yeah. and like, you know, friends referring it to people, people thinking I really should play that game that everyone plays because it looks so good. You know, that sort of kind of like long term value that something like Red Dead Redemption had. Mm. I'll tell you what might be interesting is maybe when inevitably there's a piece of dlc release for it some form mm. of expansion or another to see what the sort of like participation uptake mm. on that is like percentage wise like how many owners of a game have bought this and that would be a good indication of sort of like how well it's managed to retain an audience and i think i saw and i can't find it now but i think i saw something about the player counts dropping off on steam as well like i'm wondering it'll be interesting to see because it is quite a challenging game i'm interested to see how it compares in terms of concurrent players on something like Mm. steam which is a more easy kind of rather than sales it's like an interesting metric of sort of longevity yeah because sales playing in the game yeah because sales only really covers you know people buying the game but concurrent players covers you know sort of charts people's you know interest over time interest and it's a long game so you should see a long you know concurrent high concurrent uh player base It'll be interesting to see if that falls off. It'll be interesting mm. to look at what percentage of people complete achievements in the game versus other games. Yeah, that's a really games. good way of looking at it. You can see the achievement drop-offs yeah. are a fantastic way of monitoring how far people get into the game as a whole. Yeah. I would like that. That'll be really, really interesting to see over time. So expect us to come back uh, with some more. Yeah, for sure. You know, to to analyze this in a bit more detail. Maybe people. And maybe one are, of us will have played it. <laughs> and maybe by then, one of us might have played it. Um, or maybe we'll just get Tony on to talk about her. That's her also feelings. true. That works. Um, <laughs> and she can tell us about Elden Ring and why we're so wrong and why we're so wrong exactly but until then i've been gelada and i've been Seferin. and catch us again for another episode of octal fm soundbite very soon